You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how you're going to make any woman regret losing you. Because we are going to be going over some things that you need to know, mindsets, practical stuff, so that if a woman does ever not want to be with you anymore, you're not going to give a fuck at all. You're going to be so certain in who you are and where your life is going that any woman that says, nope, I don't want to be with this guy is going to regret it. Or at the very worst, you're, like I said, not going to care. Okay. Also, what we're going over today is not just if a woman leaves you, but this is also a mindset that is actually going to get women more attracted to you. Women that you are meeting, women that you are dating, it is the ultimate. It's like the ultimate mindset that every bad boy has and that every guy who's ever been really good with women has. And it's important to tap into this, but it does take a little bit of work and it does take a little bit of time. It's not necessarily overnight, although it could be depending, but it does take time to really realize this. Okay. Now, if you are interested in learning more about these mindsets that help you become more attractive, if you want to be able to attract more women and be able to date more women with the women that you want to be with, so have more women of your choice and not just settle, it takes more than just mindsets, but also it takes you being able to learn how attraction really works and what it's like in real time. So we have a few options for you. You can get my hooked course at getherhooked.com, which teaches you all the mindsets and all the practical steps of getting a girlfriend, getting a booty call, attracting women to have more choice, or you can work with a coach here at TripAdvice and work with them one-on-one to be able to get you where you want to be in dating in just a couple of months. Check out tripadvicecoaching.com to learn more about that. Watch the video there. Book a time with my team to talk about how coaching works, and then we'll be able to get you to the next level that you want to be at if it's taking you too much time. So what's the number one thing that will make any woman regret losing you? Here it is. The true ability to not giving a fuck. The true ability to not caring what people think of you, being unapologetically yourself, being able to not have to play to anyone else's games, to be in control of who you are, to be a guy that is so solid and confident on his path that he doesn't have to look for others to get that external validation. And when we talk about specifics, like a woman actually leaving you, breaking up with you, we can go a little bit more nuanced here, is really not having to 
care so much about what's happening in the day-to-day when she does break up with you, when she does leave you. What does that look like? That means that you are going to be focusing on your work. You're not going to be texting her back and you're going to be spending time with friends. So if a girl ever dumps you, ever leaves you, and you are focusing on your work and your passion, you are hanging out with friends and having a good time, you are not texting her back, you are keeping that distance. If you are able to do that with a woman, then you're basically showing her in that form that you don't give a fuck at all. Even though you might actually. Women go crazy when they see a guy who doesn't act super emotional in response to her leaving and her letting go. Secretly, a lot of women do want that. They do want to see you have that response. I'm not saying they want you to feel bad. I'm not saying they want you to feel hurt. I don't know, maybe some do, but it's more of like, wait a minute, I just broke up with him or I just left him and he doesn't care. Like that's going to throw a whole wrench in the way that she was viewing this. She was expecting to maybe feel really bad, maybe feel really guilty, maybe have to deal with some sort of backlash from you, which you are now not giving at this point. Because why? Because you don't give a fuck. Again, maybe you do internally, but externally, I want to show her that you don't care. I want to not be paying attention to what she's doing, looking at her stories, trying to DM her, trying to message her. I want to focus immediately on your life. I want you to focus on the things that are going on in your day-to-day and then create things beyond that if you don't have those things already. Like I said, spending time with friends getting into new hobbies or getting back into your old hobbies, getting into your work, focusing more on making more money, showing her that you don't care. And the best way is through your actions, or in this case, your non-actions, rather than your words. If you start texting her, if you start saying anything to the degree of like, well, I don't care, I don't give a fuck and whatever, then obviously that's going to be a whole different situation. So that's what we're going to do. That's the big thing here. But let's dive deeper, okay? It sounds like a silly game. Like, really, Trip? We got to play these games. I got to play this game. You know, um, but you have to understand attraction is not a logical process. It's a very emotional process. The reason why I say that is because when you're playing this game, so to speak, when you're acting as if, it seems like we are trying to, I don't know, manipulate a situation. But in reality, we're trying to gamify it to ourselves so we can act as if into the person that we would really want to be in the situation. Because ideally, you would not want to be so needy, to reach out all the time. You would want to be able to not actually give a fuck. And let me speak to game playing for a second, because I've thought about this a lot. 
I, I do hear a lot of feedback on some of my stuff where it does seem, some of it seems like it's a game. Really, I, I try to have it all come from a place of powerful personal development, but at times it could seem pretty gamey. You know what I've learned in life? Life and everything in between is a game. It just is. This is all one big game. Anytime that anyone has ever gotten ahead or been super successful in any area of life, they have treated it like a game. I don't know why it, I mean, well, I do know why it has such a negative connotation to it, but I want to reframe this whole idea. The more and more I think about things, the more and more I think it's all a big game. Here's an example. The number one YouTuber is Mr. Beast. You don't think he treats YouTube like it's a game? You don't think he, of course he does. It's all a big game. If he were to just be completely natural with everything, he would just put up any thumbnail he wanted that came from the video and he would just put up any sort of title that made sense and and he you know wouldn't have to try so hard at all the specific editing that he does. But no, he's gamified it. He has hacked his way to know what thumbnails work the best, what titles work the best, what content works the best, how to edit it so you stay watching it the entire time. Everything is a game. Let's talk about Elon Musk for a second and Tesla. You don't think that, well, first of all, do you think that this guy knows how to build cars? Do you think that he really knows how to come together and and put together a full car and build a car? No, he doesn't. He knows how to hire the best people. He's treated it like a game, whether he likes it or not. He has hired the very best people in all the different fields to create what he wanted to be the best electric vehicle, whatever. Whether you think that's true or not, the point is, is all the most successful people have treated things like a game. They've gamified it. Another way of gamifying something is to look at it like a process and a system. You can do that with dating. That's what I teach here with dating. You can go about it without gamifying it. You can be supernatural and just go out and be yourself and talk to women and and do whatever you want to do and cross your fingers and kind of hope for the best, or you can gamify it. You don't think women are gamifying it? If they weren't, they wouldn't be wearing makeup. Makeup is all part of the game. Why do you think they're putting on makeup? They put on makeup because it makes them look more attractive. When they're more attractive, they get more attention from men or they get more attention from other women and peers and it makes them feel good about themselves. Why do they do that? Why shouldn't they just go out? Just be yourself, be natural. Don't wear makeup. Don't dress up. Wear whatever clothes you want. Oh, if it's stained from the night before, but eh, you don't feel like putting on a new shirt, who cares? Do whatever you want. Now, this is going to sound funny because what I'm saying a little bit contradicts the weight trip. Weren't we just talking a second ago about not giving a fuck? Now you're telling me we got to gamify it. And that seems like it's giving a fuck. Well, yes, it is. But there's different versions of giving a fuck, right? Giving a fuck here. We're talking about gamifying, being deliberate, trying to be successful and working towards a goal or a system in your life that's going to produce the results you want. But what I'm talking about not giving a fuck about her and the situation, that is just the mindset of I'm not, and this is in a sense gamifying itself, is I'm not going to look for any sort of external validation. I'm not going to you know, try to get her back to like me, to feed my self-esteem and things like that. 
That's the not giving a fuck within the giving a fuck. I hope I didn't confuse you too much. Um, But I think this is simple enough where you understand where I'm going with this. But yeah, it is a bit of a, a silly game. I get it, you know, but I look at it in a different way. I look at it it is, is what works. And you can use, by the way, you can use game and gamifying and you can game things in the world to be evil and do bad things. That's something I don't believe we should do. That's a different way, but there's also a way to do it for the good, right? Mr. Beast, entertaining videos. Elon Musk creating the electric vehicle, right? And here, you are what? You're trying to move on. And you're trying to also subcommunicate to her that, you know what? If you don't want to be with me, if you don't want to be here, if you don't want to continue this dating relationship or relationship or marriage or whatever it is, then I'll be fine. Now, I don't want to get into a, a full conversation of specifics where you might be trying to figure out if you should get her back or not. This podcast is specifically about a situation where she dumped you, she broke up with you. It's kind of at the end here, right? This is not like in the very beginning. Like there might be some situations where you do try to get back together. It all depends, but this is more towards the end where it's like, or a situation where she just dumps you out of the blue or she's just gone. And you want the best way to try to either maybe get her back or make her realize that she should have been with you. Best way, not give a fuck. What does that look like? Like I said earlier, staying busy, not texting her back, hanging out with friends, keeping busy and not looking at her social media and not trying to pay attention too much to her and getting her back. It is very possible that you lost her due to neediness. Neediness, the number one most attractive trait. I'm not saying that's 100% of the time why a guy loses a woman, but man, it's pretty common. I'd say probably more than 50%. That's my own data on that from what I've heard and what I've seen and what I've even personally experienced. Neediness seems to be one of the common factors that has you lose a woman, especially in the very beginning of relationships. Interesting enough, the longer the relationship or the longer the marriage, I would say it's not so much neediness, it's the opposite. It's probably apathy, not really caring and not putting in the effort. But in this case, I'm not really talking about marriages so much as I'm talking about more beginning relationships and and shorter relationships pre-marriage, okay? But either way, my point here is, is if you've been needy and if you lost her due to neediness, then not giving a fuck completely reverses this whole process. So that's another thing that is a bonus here. And that's what we want to do. We reverse this entire process because we're acting the opposite of needy, which is what? Laying low, chilling out, not giving her a lot of attention. And also, I don't see what could be wrong with this, even ethically or morally, because remember, she's the one who left you. She's the one who broke up with you. So if she's doing that and she's playing games and she's doing that for some reason to, I don't know, mess with you or or 
get some sort of reaction out of you. Well, guess what? Your reaction is going to be there. It's going to be clear and it's going to be a non-reaction because you're not going to be reacting at all to the situation here, right? Also, to put the cherry on top, when she leaves or she breaks up with you and you start staying busy with friends, with purpose, with passion, with your life, you're going to be crushing it. You're going to be killing it because you're going to be focusing on all those things that make up your life. Also add in there gym and health, feeling healthy, looking healthy, right? General personal development, staying busy with those things. When you're doing that, you're making yourself higher value. And when you're higher value, you are more attractive. And that is going to in turn make her regret losing you, maybe even come back to you. Although I should say secretly here, and you know, I I tend to say this a lot and I, I can't stress it enough. I also want you to not even care that she regrets it. I don't even want you to care that or, or try to necessarily even get her back. I really want you to be moving on. Like I want you to be doing all these things and working on yourself for you to move on and meet another woman who's really going to like you and who's going to have that insane high level of interest, can't get enough of you, obsessed with you. Because there's enough women out there that you can be with. There's enough women that you have the opportunity to be with that will. You might not be thinking this now if you're going through some sort of heartache or heartbreak or or breakup. You might not be thinking about that now because you're in this crazy, you know, it's easy for me to say you're in this crazy emotional turmoil currently, potentially. And I'm sitting here being like, "Ah, I, I just like move on and don't care. But when you start doing all these things, you're gonna start to not care. And it's going to start to feel that much better. And then you're going to start to realize, I don't know if I need to be with that woman anymore. I would rather be with someone who is awesome. I'd rather be with someone who is going to see how awesome I am. Maybe, potentially, you're not. We don't know. I don't know why she left you. I don't know why she broke up with you. I don't know the exact situation. It could be neediness. It could be that you didn't have your life together. It could be that you didn't have any real ambition, which is what women are super attracted to. It's possible. All those things are true. So then this is going to be a wake-up call for you so that you can be focused on how to build the better version of yourself. And then this is, this is where it hits the best, okay? And then... The trick is to really actually stop giving a fuck about her. Like that's the real key. I'm saying fake it till you make it. That's like step one. How do we act as if? But then once you're doing all the things that you need to do to spend the time you need to be doing to act as if, I want it to slowly internalize and start to think, wow, I don't need her. 
I don't need her for the validation. I don't need any woman here in, in this world to be the thing that is the lever of how I feel about myself. Like, I don't want that thing. I don't want that to be the scale because it should be from within. That's where the real, the real actual, I don't give a fuck actually lies. It's right there. It can be accessed, but only through the actions that I'm speaking of. So it takes getting yourself off the couch, wiping yourself off, kicking yourself, kicking your own self in the butt. Hopefully this is motivating as well to say, okay, let's go back to me. Let's make the changes that I need to make. And then eventually, if we do this, if we start to become the high value man that you can be, then from there, that's when it slowly starts to turn into, you know what? If a girl ever leaves me again, ever breaks up with me, doesn't want to be with me for whatever reason, I know I'll be fine. Because any woman should be lucky to have me. Any woman should be lucky to be in my life because my life is awesome, hopefully, right? This is all hypothetical. You're creating this life. Any person who is friends with me should be lucky. And this isn't arrogance. This is truth. There's a difference. You're not saying that you're better than people, but what you are saying is I'm pretty awesome. So the people in my circle of life are going to benefit from it. And maybe the, and the other people too. You should be spending time around people where you're like, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is a great friend. This is a great girlfriend. The people in my network are really cool. They're really awesome. You feel lucky, so to speak. Everyone's kind of feeling lucky because you're all a bunch of high value people who are doing awesome things and offering a lot. That's the key to success. That's the key to truly not giving a fuck. And that's the key to really make any woman regret losing you from step A to step Z. We do help with this in my coaching program for guys who are struggling, who want to build themselves up, be more high value, be a guy that women can be attracted to by external qualities and internal qualities. External meaning, you know, making yourself look your best, making yourself more well-rounded with having hobbies and a social network and friends and things like that. And then internal, which is just your behaviors. It's the way you act. It's your confidence, self-esteem, charisma, the way that you talk to women and socialize. We work on all that stuff in the coaching program called the TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program. I want you to check that out at tripadvicecoaching.com. Link is in the description. Hope today helped. We're going to go into some podcast questions. People have emailed in their questions. I'm here to answer them. You guys have been really asking great questions lately. I am always so excited to uh, be able to answer these. You can get your questions answered too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, podcast question, and I will answer them here on the podcast. Here's Chris. He says... 
Hi, Trip. I've been listening to the podcast for the past four years. Awesome. He says, I've come a long way from where I started. I struggled so much with my confidence and did not have an abundance mindset. Okay. I like it when it's uh, the questions are very related to the topic. He says, I'm a good looking guy, but I always had trouble with attracting the women that I want. Since I've been following you, I've gained so much experience in dating, approaching women that I want, and establishing an abundance mindset. This confidence even allowed me to attract a very good job. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. He says, anyways, I do want to eventually get into something more serious. I've been using my non-negotiables and have been filtering out women. Right now, I'm talking to several women, and I do really like one girl in particular. It hasn't been too long, but so far, it's going very well. I just want to get your take on when do you start to ease off other women if I want to see how things go with one, with this one. I appreciate any feedback, and thank you again for really turning my dating life around, Chris. Awesome. Okay, cool. We actually got a question like this recently, so I'm happy to answer it again. It is important, but I'm going to answer this one a little bit, a little bit quicker. He says, I just want to get your take on when do you start to ease off of other women? If I want to see how things go with this one, I would say at about 12 to 15 dates. That's simple. 12 to 15 dates. After that, you can start to focus on that one because at about 12 to 15 dates, you're pretty focused. You're on that one. More importantly, Chris, you know, because of the abundance mindset and the real abundance mindset, you literally have abundance that you can attract other women. So you know that if it doesn't work out with her, you'll be able to find other women. That's not a problem. So that's the answer. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your success because this is really important. Chris, the reason why you're getting results is because you are taking action. Simple enough. Okay. And it's funny here too, is people say, oh, but he said he's a good looking guy. Yeah. If he's such a good looking guy and it was working so well, why was he listening to my podcast for four years? Clearly he wasn't getting the kinds of results that he wanted. And that's the point here is good looking or not good looking. Dating can be tough. More importantly, you took action, right? He says, quote, I have gained so much experience in dating. That was everything. He gained so much experience. I was just doing an interview with big YouTuber Destiny a couple weeks ago, and he said he was looking up data on what men sleep with the most women. And I did not guess what it was. I have not seen this study. I'll take his word for it. But he said something so interesting, almost, I mean, it's comical. He said, you know what kind of men sleep with the most women? What kind of men are sleeping with the most women? I said, what? He said, the guys that are actually trying. The guys that are actively trying to do that. And it's funny because I think about that and I go, oh, well, that sounds obvious. Like that sounds obvious. Well, yeah, duh. Of course, those are the guys. But then again, it didn't have to do with looks or height or money or any of those things. It's the guys who were what? Doing what Chris is doing. 
taking action, gaining experience, going through the failures. And I guarantee you, because Chris wouldn't have been listening to the podcast for four years if he was not having any mistakes. So I guarantee that Chris has had many mistakes through the whole process. And through all of those mistakes, all of those failures, so to speak, what happens? You learn all the lessons necessary, and then you get better. You become more calloused. Even now, as a person who creates podcasts and YouTube videos and social media and works out all the kinks for all my episodes and all of the content I put out, I'm still learning, making mistakes, being better. I've been doing this for 12 years and I still find new ways to always get better. Even the coaching program that we have, we're always tweaking it and making it better and better and better. You should be looking at yourself as one big science experiment, always getting better and better and better. Similar to what we're talking about here on the topic, right? Trying to be a high value guy doesn't happen overnight. It takes going through adversity, hard times to continue to build yourself and get better. And I don't know one thing that's more enjoyable in life than that. The biggest high that you're ever going to get in your life, the most fun times that you're ever going to have in your life, ever, more than any like big party or celebration, are the moments that you're just working hard, in the grind, being productive, getting your hands dirty. That always is so much more enjoyable than the feeling you get at the end result. It's the process and journey that's more fun. You just don't think that yet. But trust me, once you start accomplishing the goals that you want to accomplish, you're going to look back and go, damn, those are some good times. So I'm sure that's what Chris did to do this. Chris, thanks for writing in. Great question. Um, Yeah, that's all you got to do. 12 to 15 dates. And then see what happens. Because 12 to 15 dates is about three months, maybe four months. And that's a good enough time, I would think to then say, hey, we don't need to be dating. He doesn't need to be dating or you're looking at yourself saying, I don't need to be dating a lot of other women because eventually you do want to get into a relationship, right? That's the point. All right, let's go through another question. Mario from New Jersey. Hey, Trip, I've been working on conquering my approach anxiety thanks to your very interesting and helpful podcasts. The other day I saw a beautiful woman at the laundromat and I couldn't come up with a good way to approach her. We made eye contact a couple of times and she was folding clothes while wearing over-ear headphones. She was also with an older lady who I assumed was her mom, which made me more uncomfortable about approaching her. What advice can you give in this situation? Much appreciation. Mario from New Jersey. Um, Mario, I want to tie this into the topic here. What did I say earlier about a man who doesn't give a fuck and is truly confident and doesn't need external validation? One of the things I said about this guy was that he should feel so confident within himself and understand the values that he possesses so that he can think in a way that goes, I'm doing this girl 
and her mom a disservice if I don't go up and approach her. I'll say that again. I'm doing this girl a disservice if I don't approach her. You see how we reframed all of that? We reframed the entire concept of what it means to approach a woman. You're thinking, what do I do to make sure that she likes me and that she's happy and that she wants to be with me, blah, 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 blah. No. Instead, it's, I'm going to give her a shot to be with me and I'm going to see what is so special about her because she's just a random girl in a laundromat with her mom folding clothes. What makes her so special? What could be so scary about the situation? That if it doesn't go well, all hell will break loose. Well, nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing bad is going to happen. She might not be interested. But also, don't you think if this is her mom, she would want her daughter to be with a super confident guy? A guy who has a lot of self-esteem, who has the balls to go up and talk to her daughter? Or does she want her daughter to be with like a really weak guy with low self-esteem and is like kind of a loser and doesn't even have the, the energy to go up to a woman and say hello, right? We know the answer here. So to get more practical, well, what do you say? What do you do? Okay, she's in, she's in headphones, she's with her mom. My famous line, hey, two seconds, I wanted to come over and meet you. She's in headphones, go over to her, kind of like wave to her for a second, like she's folding laundry or folding clothes, whatever. You walk up to her and she doesn't notice you right away, just kind of like, hello? She's going to take off her headphones because you're there to say something. You're not waving and walking by, you're going up to her. She'll take out her headphones. You'll say, hey, two seconds, I want to come over and meet you. You're not going to pay attention to her mom in that second, at least not yet. You're only going to be focused on her. And then maybe like 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and you can be like, oh, is this your mom? And you can say, hi, mom. Nice to meet you. Your daughter seemed nice. I wanted to come over and say hi. And that's it. And then you guys are talking. So I want you to take that advice Put that together in a little ball, put it in your pocket and use that for every single time you see a woman. You don't need to get too much in your head about it. She is lucky to be talking to you and getting the chance to be talking to you, mindset. And then you just use any opener similar to the one that I said there, make up your own. If you don't have one, in this case you didn't, like you were trying to come up with something interesting. Okay, then just use the one that I just gave you and start conversation. I get it. Approaching is hard. Listen, I had massive, massive approach anxiety back in the day. Like it was really, really bad. So I'm not giving you shit, man. I'm trying to help you. I know what this is like. I have minimum, minimum a dozen, two dozen, three dozen stories on how many times I would try to approach a woman and I would be too scared to do it because I'd want to know what's the perfect way to do it until eventually I learned and now I'm teaching you, you can just do it any way you please, any way you want. Go up to her, say hi, start the conversation. 
Think about it this way. If that was a friend of yours who you saw in the laundromat, how would you go and approach your friend? Maybe it's going to be a different line, right? Like you're maybe going to say something different because it's your friend, but what's the energy? You're going to go all right up to the person. It's going to be like a direct beeline to the person. You're going to be like, hey, what's up? Right? Like that's what you're going to be doing. Like you wouldn't even hesitate. So let's get all hesitation out. You see a girl that you want to talk to, go up, start the conversation. All right, let's do one more. Tying in. Trip, I love the podcasts and all the motivation, advice, and challenges you give to us guys. I've been working on losing weight, building confidence, and overall working on myself to be a better me and appreciate all the help you give. You're welcome. I took some advice from a previous podcast and went to a karaoke bar to help build confidence. Awesome. And get out of the house more. My question for you is, what is your opinion slash advice on flirting with someone like a bartender or waitress. I feel like we have interesting conversations and I've been doing some push pull and challenging her, but find it difficult to break the touch barrier. Thanks again for everything, Tinnin. You don't need to break the touch barrier. Guys, you never have to break the touch barrier. I want to let you know that. I know a lot of guys want to know, like, how do you touch a girl? How do you escalate? You don't have to. Does it help? Yeah, it does help if you do it correctly because it's going to create more attraction there and breaking the touch barrier creates more of a connection with the person. Yeah, but you don't have to. You can not touch a girl at all and you can still get her number, get her interested. I think that once you guys are on the date, the touch barrier should eventually break. You give her a hug when you say hello. You guys kiss at the end. Maybe there's some intermediate touching happening on the date itself, but that's not 100% necessary. Rather, I would only have you do it if it made sense. Not do it because you're thinking of escalation patterns, but you're doing it because in that moment, it makes sense to touch them. It might not make sense to touch a waitress or a bartender. Maybe if you're giving them like a high five or something, if that makes sense in the conversation. Yes, flirting with someone like a bartender or waitress, push-pull is totally enough Interesting conversations, totally enough. After that, you just close. That's it. If you're flirting enough and having good conversation, all you need to do is ask for her number and boom, you're good to go. Tynan, Mario, Chris. Usually I get someone who says anonymous, but I like that we're getting the real names here. Thank you all for writing in. You can write in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. I'll answer your question here on the podcast. Really anything you guys have, I'm here to answer, especially your specific situations. That's, that's where I think I can help you the most, and that's where you get the most opportunity. If you want even more opportunity to get help, tripadvicecoaching.com. Check out the page. Even if you're not interested in doing coaching, go to the page. See if it speaks to you. Maybe something is there that says, hey, maybe coaching can be a thing. You never know. I sometimes am not looking for something in my life and then an ad pops up and I get curious and then I look at the ad and it's something that I realize, hey, I really need this. I've done that with coaching. Like I've responded to advertisements where I'm like, hey, maybe this person can help me in this area. And then 
I hire them and I go, wow, holy shit, I'm so glad I decided to do that. I'm glad that I actually on that moment got that advertisement and went through with it because it actually helped. So you never know. Check it out. Of course, you can always get my digital course called Hooked at getherhooked.com. If you're not ready to do a full coaching program, then you can also get that to learn my TED formula, how to build attraction, tension, entertainment, and dominance, teaching you how to do it and making sure that you're doing it correctly. Thanks again for everyone who wrote in. Thanks for being here and I'll see you on the next episode.